In this week's episode of Studio Inter, we'll be discussing Inter's season progress with Serie A commentator Marco Palmieri. We'll be reviewing the Shakhtar and Venezia wins. We'll be previewing the Spezia and Roma games, this week's Moji, Moratti and Frog, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, or theosempreinter.com. Benvenuti, bentornati to another edition of Studio Inter. After a few weeks uh, of hiatus due to minor sickness, life getting in the way, and schedules not working, etc., etc., we are really sorry about that. But we are back now, and we will be back every week again, as per usual. So normal scheduling resumed. And I've got an excellent panel here with me today, starting with the Semplinter.com preview writer, Mr. Mohammed Nasser. I am doing fantastic. Uh, all is well. It's a uh, it's a great time to be in uh, Moland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, things are looking up. So uh, I'm glad that this is uh, the season uh, or the, the episode that we, we kick off uh, the secret the series. In. Yeah, Inter is in Mr. Positivity Land, so to speak. And we're also joined by the Semperin, uh, feature writer on Semper Inter writes the pens the weekly column Five Things We Learned from Inter this week, Mr. Jake Smalley. Hi, Nima. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? How, how's your arm? Uh, was it arm you broke or what did you do? <laughs> yeah, I've broken my arm and I've broken my wrist. Yeah, so I'm currently sat here with a big massive cast on my arm. So that's been uh, the last couple of weeks for me, as well as touring some of Northwest England's uh, best non-league football grounds. So if you're into looking at non-league football, give ground gaggers a follow on Instagram because... That's been how I'm going to, well, even going forward, that's how I'm going to try and make use of my international weekends. And to be honest, I'm actually feeling in a really positive mood about Inter tonight. So I'm hoping to join more on the positivity bandwagon. <laughs> well, that's, that's uh, and I, absolutely, everybody check that out. I, for one, I'm going to subscribe to that now. I can't wait to see that. Uh, you're, you're, you you uh, going around the non, non-league... Um non-league following non-league teams and what that's that's going to be really interesting and we have a very special guest uh he's a Serie A commentator he's a he's he's been on the show countless times we're really happy that he's back again welcome back mr marco palmieri g'day nima g'day fellas it's a pleasure to be back as always well it's oh, let's let's start um with i mean we have you've been on for almost a year and and a lot of things have happened at inter inter won the scudetto antonio conta left ashraf hakimi was sold uh, Romelu Lukaku was sold. Christian Eriksen had a medical emergency. Uh, Simone Inzaghi came in. Things, you know, were, didn't start off maybe a, a little bit rocky. Um, uh, yeah, things started off a little bit rocky. Ch- Hakan Chalanoglu, uh, you know, didn't didn't start so well. Then he started. Then he after, then he scored in the derby. I mean, there's so much to talk about. So I'm, I'm kind of asking you to give your thoughts a little bit, like now that some time has passed all of this and we're kind of reaching the end of the year calendar year so to speak what what are your thoughts of of what everything that's happened in the past six months wow um where to start Neymar? oh my <laughs> word um okay you've given me a big task here let yeah. me see okay well um Let's try and unpick all of that uh, one by one. So, I mean, obviously, into winning Scudetto, very good. Um, <laughs> Conte, uh, Lukaku, Hakimi leaving, not so good. But um, all things considered, I mean, looking 
at where we are at the moment um, in this point of the season, I think Inter have done pretty well despite those three setbacks. Um, and and always, uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence, Nima, but when you invite me on, it seems to always be on the, the back of a win, or in this case, uh, three wins in a row. So, <laughs> so is this know, the, maybe, is this the point? Is this the point where we announce that you're always going to be on now? Uh, I don't know. Come? I'm just putting it out there, Nima. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm I'm glad you always get me on on a high note, shall we say? Um, to talk about Inter. So yeah, it's um it's been. Such a good season. And I'm not just talking about Inter, obviously, in this when I say this, but I mean Inter has been a big part of uh a big part of that. Um losing just the the one match uh, against Lazio in the league and pretty much dominating um, you know, in, in, in most of their other matches. It's it's been uh it's been good to see. It's been really, really exciting. And now they're within four points, one point behind Milan. I mean, just letting go of the past, I guess, for a little bit. I think the new signings have um have more than uh, uh allowed Inter to forget about the the past. And you know, the signing of Inzaghi has had a lot to do with that. But um yeah, looking looking at the present, I mean, there's a lot to be happy about if you're an Inter fan right now. And and the last two, three matches this week has just been uh, outstanding for Inter. It's just been a real you know launching pad, you'd have to say, for the rest of their season. And I guess you know having been little hard hardly done by in that Milan match where they dominated for so much, but um, came away with a point nonetheless. And then really showing their Scudetto credentials against Napoli, um, like with a quite dominant performance, uh, has really put uh, Inter in, in, in good stead. And yeah, I mean, it, it, if you talk about the setbacks, uh, you did mention Ericsson, which was pretty pretty major setback and and the team did well to to get behind him and you know to make sure that um that he felt the love so to speak and um and who knows if he'll ever wear a, a blue and black jersey again but um I'm sure that he would be trying to do everything possible to make that happen um but yeah Chalanoglu has stepped into his shoes very well and you know, I think the turning point for his season was that penalty in the derby. There's no question. I mean, that was just uh, an incredible bit of sporting history for somebody, you know, in the away match to step up and and take the penalty in that situation and deliver just, you know, such ferocity and such quality and, you know, and to be given that opportunity. Um and I guess he probably has now earned the right to be the leading penalty taker for for Inter. I don't know if you agree about that, but oh, uh, one, I agree one hundred percent. I don't want to see Lautaro do that, take penalties ever. <laughs> I, I, oh, he, but it's, it's he, it looks like he fluffs them. Uh, Chalanoglu, he hits. It feels like he puts his laces through them. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's resolute in his finishing, and and Lautaro is most like his finishing. It's rather fluffed, if you know what I mean. Well, I think the penalties he took. Earlier in the season, you know, he wasn't going through the best state of form either. With a striker, you really need to be scoring and at a at a constant rate to mm. feel confident. And it wasn't, you know, the best time for him to take a penalty. I think he just wanted to um, 
you know, get the the weight off his shoulders. I think you know, he scored the penalty this weekend because Shadow Ogley wasn't there. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'd already scored against Napoli, so that was a a, a big you know drought drought breaker for him and a big sigh of relief. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> I've kind of <laughs> just rambled on a bit there, as uh, I often like to do. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think uh, everything's very positive for Inter right now. And despite their third place on the ladder, I think they've got a really, really good chance of of being winter champions. Mm, for sure. Um, how um, I want to ask you a little bit just before we leave. Do you think that, like, out of all the players that have that are no longer here, which player do you think would suit? Had he stayed, would would have suited this Inter the best? Um, okay, so if we what we limit ourselves to, yeah, Ericsson, Hakimi, Lukaku, Lukaku, yeah. Out of those three, oh, how can you? How can you? You know, say that Lukaku wouldn't have had an influence. He, is, I, mean, I think he would have been de- devastating. I was in any was, side. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, the way that Inter attack as well. I mean, and I'm not, and I'm not criticizing Jekyll because I think you can't ask more from him than what he's already done. I think he's surpassed everyone's expectations, um, both on and off the pitch, his attitude and all that. So it's not a criticism on him, but. I was a little bit skeptical when Inzaghi wanted him to play more in the penalty area, as he said, and I and I because I think that I'm, I'm with Conte on on Lukaku in the sense that I think you should use on uh, Romelu Lukaku in the build-up play, and and use him as a target man and have him attack space because I think he's absolutely unstoppable when you do that, because um, he has everything, um, both in terms of technique, physique, speed, strength, all of it. I think he's a complete striker. Um, I think in this Inter he would have been absolutely devastating. Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, he had a lot of help, but that was, uh, it was, you know, two of his, obviously by his own admission, probably two seasons that really put him on the world stage once again. Mm. And yeah, I, I can't see his, um, you know, presence being anything but positive in any side, let alone that of Inter where it, uh, you know, already sowed his roots, so to speak. Mm, agreed. Um, right, I'm going to pass you over to Mo. Mo, did you have a question for Marco? Then the floor is yours. Yeah, well, Marco, you kind of answered my question in uh, your uh, closing of the last, uh, in the answer to the last uh, question about uh, interviewing with the champions. But maybe maybe we can expand on that a little bit. For me, uh, this Napoli game kind of felt like a bit of a watershed moment for, for Inter. Um, you know, we know that Inter, like you said, you know, kind of outplayed Milan, kind of outplayed the Juventus, wasn't able to win on the three points. And they kind of stepped up. It, se- it seemed like the team needed a little bit more uh, spine and, 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 you know, cynicism and, and control, you know, like a, a results-oriented uh, approach to the game. I felt, uh, you know, while, while the last few minutes weren't, were far from ideal in terms of controlling the, the, their destiny with their own... Uh, their own feet, so to speak. But I feel like this this game might be an important one when you look back at in, in May or June at, at uh, how the season went. Did you do you get that feeling as well? Do you feel like the, the team is growing, uh, or is it just a you know the same the same Inzaghi center? Sometimes they're wasteful, and sometimes uh, Handanovic has a good game and, and, and he sort of uh, steps up and, and, and how the cookie crumbles. 
No, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, Mo. Um, this week in general has been, you know, basically a key week for Inter. Those, the, the three matches, and I include the one in Venezia because, uh, you know, it all could have been undone with a, with a poor performance there. Instead, they, they kept the momentum. They completely dominated. They conceded very few chances and, and came away with uh, a win, albeit, you know, uh, pretty discreet. I think the last 10, 15 minutes, I think most Inter fans around the world would have uh, been expecting an equaliser if, uh, you know, but the, the way that the match had gone, I think it, it really would have been a very, very cruel way to end the match. But yeah, the Napoli game was, um, was sensational in many aspects. I think the fact that they, they were trailing um, they, you know, they managed to take the ball away from a team who have, you know, who, who led by Spalletti, who knows Inter very well and and really has been playing the best football of the season, you know, in, in Serie A for sure, Napoli, and, and Inter really dominated for a very large part of that match. And, uh, it, yeah, it, it definitely allowed Inter to, to say, they put up their hand and said, look, we're, we're here to be counted. And and then Shakhtar, which also was never going to be easy. It was always a, a banana skin type of match there because the, you know, they were in that point, that do or die situation in, in the Champions League. And, and you know, to, to have Inter into the next stage after 10 years, um, something that, you know, so many have tried and failed. Simone Inzaghi is absolutely thrilled about that, and he has a chance also to finish top. You know, in in light of the the draw that's going to come out, Inter will be playing Champions League in February, and and, and it's quite incredible. But I mean, Inzaghi has a lot to to be thankful for, and he has to take a lot of credit as well. He's kind of built this team in a way that all the, um, the individuals have been able to shine. Um, still have that cohesive you know unit and the, the which is what we saw in previous years you know not necessarily on paper the strongest team but just as a team you just felt that they were enjoying themselves you felt that they were playing uh for each other and and knew what their role was i think now inzaghi's managed to do the same thing he's got you know some of the best performances out of some of his players i mean i just look at the quality of Perisic, he has you know, shone absolutely as far as the you know, the amount of um, that the, the way that he's been able to dominate and increase the quality of his personal play as well. It's it's incredible, and you've got a midfield which is you know the best in Europe. There's got to be said. There's so much quality with Barozovic, Chalanoglu, Barella. Uh, and you know, and then Perisic and, and Darmian now on 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 the wings. They're they're playing so well together. It's uh, and and they're allowing each other to shine and to bring out their own best qualities. So I think you know you got to really give it to to Simone Inzaghi, who, whose task was never really going to be easy taking on from taking over from Conte. But um, yeah, I think it, this week has really really given the whole team a big boost and uh, and it'll be interesting to see how they they get through the next few weeks and um yeah winter champions is there it's there for mm. the taking i mean the mm. draw is is favorable inter only have a real test away to roma on saturday night but other than mm. that um it's a pretty pretty you know you'd have to say 
four winnable matches against Spezia, Cagliari, Salernitana and uh, Torino. And then you've got Napoli who have got to take on Atalanta and Milan. So, I mean, they're, you know, I mean, they have the, obviously the capability, but, you know, Atalanta, another top team. And let's not forget Soswatlo on Wednesday is also a tricky obstacle for Napoli. So, yeah, I think it's all, um, it's all looking good for Inter. For sure, it sure does that. I'm going to hand you over to Jake before I uh, ask you a few more questions and then before we let you go. Go go ahead, Jake. Uh, t- to be honest, I- I've been thinking a little bit over the past week, uh, given that it's confirmed that Inter will now play the knockout stage of the Champions League. Um, what sort of ceiling do you think they have in that competition? Uh, I think getting the Scudetto won last year maybe puts a little bit less pressure on retaining this year, given the circumstance of what happened over the summer and it being Inzaghi's first year in charge. Uh, but he's managed to actually break that sort of Champions League duck that's existed over the last couple of years. Um, wh- where do you think they can get to in the Champions League this year? Do you think it'll just be a case of them drawing by me in the next time and getting wiped out? Or do you think they can really progress? Um, with the Champions League, it's always uh, a pretty, uh, pretty. There's a, a lot of luck. There's a big element of luck involved, and the draw is one thing that um, you know can can always go against you. I think the way that Inter have played, and I think I think the match against Real Madrid is also going to be a test to see how far they can actually do in, in February. So, I mean, last year they played in Madrid. They no, they, they they weren't bad. I mean, it, they actually dominated for a, a large part of that match as well in Madrid. So I don't think into the way that they're playing at the moment have really anything to fear when they go to to try and win top spot. You know, there's there's a big prize at stake as well for winning that match against uh, Real. I think it's next Tuesday night. Yeah. So um, it's um that will be a big test to see how well. Uh, you know the, how much motivation, how much confidence they have in themselves um, to to progress. Uh, um, but yeah, with with the Champions League, it's one of those competitions that I think if you've really got any chance of winning, you've really got to be peaking at about that time of the year, like February, March, then when the real tests uh, are coming away. And if Inter is still in the hunt for the Scudetto, uh, which I expect them to be, possibly even with the Coppa Italia out of the way. Um, you know that I think they'll be definitely the team that most other European teams will want to avoid in a draw. Right. I mean, how far? I mean, speaking of that, how far do you think Inter can go? Was was my question. So that's a nice segue. I, I think a quarterfinal is where we can pretty much. That, that's where I think Inter's level is right now. Or do you think they can even surprise and go all the way, as Arturo Vidal seems to think, and Venezia coach Paolo Zanetti seems to think? Yeah, that was great from Venezia on the weekend. I loved how they were so um, just outspoken and how good they saw an inter-team play. <laughs> uh, you know, the social media manager really uh, deserves a round of applause for immediately tweeting how monumental Inter seemed uh, from up close. Um, but uh, yeah, and Paolo Zanetti as well, great guy. Um, but you know, how, how can how far can they go? It, it's it's difficult to say. It really is. It's hard to put. You know, especially for a side that hasn't played in in the knockout stages of the Champions League for so long. I mean, you know, they did well in the Europa League. It's not, uh, it wasn't too long ago, but um, they had the experience of Conte, who'd been there before. 
Yeah, I think yeah, Lazio reached the knockout stage, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they they did. They Last, did. They yeah, got, with, they, with did. They, got, they got they got hammered by Bayern Munich. That's so. right. But there like, you go. I mean, that, Johnny that, and Patrick and the rest of the freak show on in that defense. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, that can happen in the Champions League. You know, you get pitted against one of the favorites. You know, like it could be Liverpool. It could be, mm. it could be, who knows, Bayern Munich or, or another favorite. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think Inter are just quite ready to take on one of those two at this point. But. Um, but uh, who knows? A bit later on in the track, if they do keep, you know, the, the good performances up in the league and the the, the sorry the um, confidence is high, then yeah, they can take care of any other team in Europe for sure. Yeah. Um, before we let you go, I just wanted to quickly, I mean, give us your top six in the Serie A. How you think it's going to finish? Uh, and your Coppa Italia winner, Super Coppa Italia winner, and your Capocannoniere. Let's start with the one to six in the Serie A. Right, so this is the moment I've been dreading all Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just because I don't know how well I did last year. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably pretty bad. But um, but yeah, I always tend to put in like a surprise packet that, you know, throws everybody into, oh, yeah, yeah, see if that's going to happen. But uh, oh, look, I don't know. Um <sighs> Oh, this is such a, it's a, such a great season. I'm yeah, just so happy with the way that the whole CDR is, is panning out. Like, really, all the bottom teams that can go and, and like, two teams to win it at the Allianz Stadium is just unbelievable so far, you know. Or, or three, actually, Atalanta, Sassuolo and, uh, and Empoli. I mean, you know, so anything can happen. I think it, it's so difficult to put, Juventus out of the top six. I just cannot see them not qualifying for Europe, to be honest. So, um, uh, but then, yeah, there's all sorts of things that can happen off the pitch as well, uh, as far as the <laughs> lady is concerned. That, that may, uh, yeah, so, you know, who's to say? Never a dull moment in Serie A. Um, oh, okay, so uh, I'm pretty sure I picked Inter last year. I'll have to do them again. <laughs> So um, I'll go uh, Inter, Atalanta, Napoli, Milan. And they're the top four. So Juventus is out. Ooh, controversial. Inter, Napoli, Atalanta. uh, Sorry, what was it? No, no, no. I went Inter, Atalanta, Napoli, Milan. Okay. Inter, Atalanta, Napoli, Milan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then um, Juve, Lazio. Oh, not Mourinho, not Roma. Not Mourinho, not Mourinho. You you mm. have more faith in Sarri than I do because I I am very disappointed in what I've seen from Sarri so far. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I do have a bit more faith in Sarri. I got to say, oh, I, do, I love Sarri. I love his football. No, I like it. I like his football. <laughs> I like his football. I'm I'm just an, I'm really disappointed with with his Lazio. I was expecting yeah. them to look much more. You know, after that show, what they showed against Napoli was just dreadful. I mean, yeah. they looked like you see the side that just been together for a few days. That, that, what three down, three nil down after mm. what twenty minutes, thirty minutes? Yeah. I mean, that was it was such a dominant performance from Napoli. They were incredible, absolutely mm. incredible. I mean, Lazio had their chances as well in the first half. I got to say, there were a couple of you know tense moments and good, good save from Ospina here and there. But I don't know. Yeah, they beat Inter. <laughs> mm. That's all I can say. So you know, they they must they've got something in there. I think they can. Um, and yeah, they, and 
yeah, I think the I'll I'll start I'll stick with my my initial six. Okay, there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Leave them in. Who who will win the who win the Coppa Italia and Supercoppa and who's your uh, who's your um, Coppa Canonieri? Okay, I'd love Atalanta to pick up some silverware finally, um, and so I'll say them for the cup and Coppa Canonieri. Hmm. Tough call this one. Mm. Um, it would have been Osimen. I've got to say, if I've got Osimen. Like, you know, yeah, I had Osimen because I did mine in the beginning of the season. I said it's going to be Osimen, but there's yeah. no way it's going to be Osimen now. Uh, no, it's going to be tough. Um, Duvan Zapata. Oh, why not? Why not? I like that. I like that. Uh, Super Copa winner. Do you think Inter? Oh, you... Super Cup. Um, ah, gee, Inter will be in that. Yeah, of course. Um, mm. Oh, I won't be here for that, actually. Oh, I really want to go. Oh, no, I'm, I'm heading down south. <laughs> ah, you're going. I've gone back home for the, yeah, for, for a few weeks. So, um, yeah, oh, man. Oh, yeah, Inter will win that. Mm, hope hope you're right. From your mouth <laughs> to the football god's ears, Marco. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Hey, it's out there now. It's, uh, <laughs> exactly. You can't take it back. No backsies, no backsies. Right. Um, <laughs> before we let you go, if people want to follow you on social media, then the floor is yours. Yeah, no. Um, Marco27 is my Twitter handle. Always good to, to uh, hear from anybody that listens. And uh, yeah, keep enjoying Serie A. Yeah, you, and you keep doing an excellent work together with your colleagues. Um, Cheers, man. So covering Serie So thank you so much. Take care, Marco. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Right, uh, guys, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about the Champions League um, and that and the importance and what it means, um, you know, now that Inter are after for the first time in 10 years. I mean, Mo, uh, I was there at the San Siro covering, <laughs> covering that game against Marseille. Um, and I remember uh, in the in the official post-match um, press conference with, with Didier Deschamps looking like the arch Juventino he is and talking about how he was going to celebrate with champagne and Claudio Ranieri was coaching Inter and, and it was all rather miserable. Um, uh, but here we are again. And, and you know, of course, it depends on the draw. But, I mean, what what your initial reactions, Mo? I'll start with you. What's your initial reaction to, to this? And how far do you think you can go? I uh, honestly, it was relief. Uh, the initial reaction was relief. Relief coupled with a bit of disbelief. Uh, it's been a long time. And, and, you know, like that that night at the, in Rome when uh, Vecino uh, scored the winner uh, and then got us back into the Champions League, that was a pretty special night. But the eventual disappointment of just not making it out of the group stages, I mean, it just, it, it kind of took the shine out of, shine off, uh, out of uh, making it to the Champions League, you know, what was what was the point of reaching the Champions League if you can't get out of the group? And I think now for the first time, I feel like we're a proper European team again. Um, I mean, the, the Europa League run was very nice. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I'd take that any day over getting knocked out in, uh, in the round of 16. However, uh, yeah, I think I think making it into the... I, 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 I was quite surprised at myself at, at, at having felt so elated you know i didn't i didn't think it would mean this much to me but it really did i i, I felt very very happy 
and I think it's uh, it really is a marker in in in, in this team's development, in this project's development, that we're actually part of the European project, uh, the UEFA European project, quote unquote, you know, uh, at the moment. What about you, Jake? I mean, how far do you think this team can go? Um, in 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 a in a, or or and also, I'm going to ask you both which teams you're gonna you wanna you wanna avoid. Uh, personally, I want to avoid Liverpool, Man City. Um, and Bayern Munich, those three sides. Uh, the rest of them, I, I think Inter can on a good day threaten. But those three, I am, I don't want to face them in, in the round of 16. Uh, what about you, Jake? Yeah, I think I think the big one to avoid is going to be Liverpool. I think, in, in my opinion, they're the favourites for the tournament. I think the way that they're playing football at the moment, it suits playing in Europe as well. Uh, from a personal standpoint, I don't want to play Liverpool either. I've got a lot of Liverpool. Uh, supporting friends and I couldn't cope with getting absolutely battered by them and all <laughs> Syria sucks and you know so I, I, I've, I've no I've no uh, you know I've no time for that but uh, to be honest I think I'm really positive about this because I think it's a really good opportunity to see where Inter are at I think you know you, you talk about domestically I think Inter have played pretty well in the league this year but they've not been brilliant yeah I still think that the best form is yet to come in the league I still think the way that they're learning under Inzaghi coping with the departures of key players from last year so I think and they're still doing pretty well uh, I actually feel quite confident about retaining the title well a lot more so than what I did uh, last time we spoke which is you know it just shows you how quick things can change in football doesn't it but um it will just be a really good test. I don't think there's any pressure on Inter. I think even if they get knocked out around the 16, you know, they've broke that duck to get to this point. If they draw a decent side and get knocked out, there's no shame in it. It's simply a really good opportunity for them to test themselves against some of Europe's best. So uh, I think potentially all Hindus on the draw, um, you know, not like Marco was just saying, it, it is a lot based on luck, isn't it, as well? I mean, Atlanta a few years ago, they lost their first three group games, snuck through, and, you know, they're in the semi-finals, pretty much. So, uh, it's hard to say. It, it all depends on the next uh, round draw, doesn't it, really? I, I don't see why they can't reach quarterfinals, though, like you were saying. Mm, for sure. What about you, uh, Mo? Which teams do you want to avoid? Um, I, I have Liverpool, Bayern, and, and Man City that I absolutely want to avoid. What about you? I, I, I tend to agree with Jake in that uh, I think the pressure is off of Inter and there isn't uh, this, like honestly, I don't care. I really don't care. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll, I'll eat my words later when the draw gets made, but at this point in time, I'm just happy to be there. And um, I agree with you. If, if there are three bogey teams in, in Europe, it's it's the, the three most informed teams. It's not PSG, it is City, it is uh, Liverpool, and it is Bayern Munich. But, uh, you know, if we do face any of those, I, I, I wouldn't mind uh, the team getting tested, tested against these, uh, these teams. So, no, I'm, 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 I'm more laissez-faire uh, at this moment, at this point in time. I'm, I'm happy to face anyone, proud to take part, let's say. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, well, I mean, we're, we're playing, we played uh, Venezia and we, want, we, we drew the derby, we beat Napoli. So things are pretty good. But now... Um, this Spezia game um, that we play on Wednesday at home, that's a game I just expect Inter to win. So I don't want to dwell too much on that. I want to focus on the Roma game because that is going to be tasty. It's Mourinho. It's at the Olimpico. It's a, it's a, it's a ground where Inter drew last season. Um, 
and it's Mourinho. You know, this is the first Mourinho uh, experience for the first time as an as an as an opponent since the treble, which is rather remarkable, really, when you think about it. That Inter have not crossed paths with them. Now they will. So I don't know. Uh, this is going to be special. Uh, I don't know how to how to feel about this because of all the attachment to the treble team and and him for what he did and the way that Inter won that treble in the most Inter way possible against everything and everyone contro tutto e tutti. Um, so it's it's I, I do expect Inter to to win that game because I think I, I think Roma are are a team that you can hurt in in defense and also they'll be missing their captain Pellegrini who's out until 2022 I think that's a massive loss for them um but what what kind of game are you expecting uh Jake and and what do you what do you think is going to happen could we have a prediction on that yeah I think it's a tricky fixture um I, I've seen quite a lot of Roma this year to be fair and bar the opening couple of games where they seem to be running on sort of pure adrenaline I've been really sort of underwhelmed uh, however, I do think back to that game last season with the 2-2 draw and it was really frustrating to not end up getting the three points out of that. I think Mancini scoring at the end was a really frustrating sort of moment. Uh, Roma decided it couldn't beat any of the top teams uh, and you can sort of draw parallels to that a little bit with Lazio this season. Lazio really struggling in big games, yet they've managed to take points off Inter in a game. So uh, it can't be underestimated, but... In all honesty, I didn't expect Inter to deal with Shakhtar and Sheriff the way that they have done this year. I thought that they'd be potential banana skins. You know, they gave themselves some uh, some, some pretty <laughs> tough tasks to climb through to get through to the next day of the Champions League, and they've managed that. So maybe there's a different side to Inzaghi's uh, Inter. Maybe they've got a bit more steel about them. I don't think maybe they've been as flamboyant as what they were at the back end of last year, blowing teams away. But uh, maybe there's an inner sort of bit of resoluteness that we can take from those games. I think Mourinho's got quite a lot to prove. I think perhaps the playing Roma at maybe a, a decent time, into in good form. Uh, I, I think if I'm going to stick my neck out, I think I'm going to predict Inter to win this game. I want to think about it positively uh, and give them a chance. So uh, I'm going to go with 2-1 to Inter. Mm, fair enough. Um, what about you, Mo? What do you think? I'm uh, Maybe I'm all emotional this, uh, this episode, but... Uh... <laughs> It's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy for me honestly to see uh, like uh, Jose uh, on uh, not 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 just uh, coaching against Inter but coaching against Inter for a team in the Serie A it's uh, it's far from ideal but honestly I think uh, I think Inzaghi I I I kind of I kind of trust the guy man I think honestly that that Napoli game gave me a lot of uh, a lot of optimism like. Uh, looking forward i think the man knows how to manage games well or is learning how to manage games well or better now i think the squad is definitely far stronger than uh than uh than roma's so i i think we're gonna win i think i think it's uh, definitely a scoring win for uh for both sides i don't think we're gonna keep a clean sheet but i i, I definitely think uh, we're, we're gonna win i think uh, the the key players that usually you know uh, turn up in these matches uh, whether it's a Darmian or a D'Ambrosio or, or or even a Skriniar might be the one who kind of uh, wins it off of a corner uh, towards the end of the game but I think maybe a 2-1 or a 3-2 but uh, one of those high scoring games between Inter mm. and Roma uh, where we don't keep it it's a bit of a no. dirty game. No that's true I mean Edin Dzeko's back 
Uh, I mean, he he after the years he had at Roma, um, you, you know, D'Ambrosio is is he'll he'll be there, but Darmian won't be, and Ranocchia won't be, and I think that's a shame because I think Ranocchia has been outstanding, um, and and uh, so has um, Darmian. He's probably been Inter's oh, most informed uh, player. Do we know how long Darmian's out for? Yeah, they uh, no, they release no, they released it's at least two weeks. Um, it's going to be at least two weeks. Inter released a okay. statement today. They didn't say exactly two weeks, but when you have that kind of a thigh strain and and and, and it's yeah, yeah. I, I still stand by. Uh, I, I think De Vrij should be uh, should be back for the game though, if I'm not mistaken, because he's mm-hmm. he, he was uh, scheduled to be out for a week last weekend. Yeah. So I think maybe he'd be practicing with the team. Uh, Starting, let's say Thursday, Friday. Well, we hope, know that Alexis, Sa- we know that Alexis Sanchez and Arturo Vidal have been kind of working, have been training with the team. So I think they'll be definitely yeah. back. Um, I think if if De Frey is, I think he needs to at least have a two three days of. I don't think they want to risk him um, because you know with 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 games such so many important games coming up. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. But it's going to be um, interesting. It's going to definitely be interesting for sure. I, I believe in a high scoring game as well. These two teams can't defend, and Inter. Well, Inter can defend. They don't have a goalkeeper. Roma can't defend and have a good goal, goalkeeper. So so there's going to be goals. Um, I think it's about something that I've been complaining about, this this lack of killer instinct in the box that we've seen, that we saw against Shakhtar, Dzeko, and, and the guys miss a lot of chances. But I think against Venezia, it wasn't that wasn't the case. They they were rather clinical. They 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 just controlled the game, and I and I hope to see something similar like that against Spezia as well, just to control performance. But against Roma, whenever they get the chances, they have to bury them. They have to kill Roma off because Roma are a, are just like Mourinho. When they feel that they're in the hunt, if if it's one nil and ten minutes left. That'll that, that's going to make me crawl out of my skin from nervousness because they will score, or two one or or three two or something like that. I want Inter to kill off the game when they get a chance. They have to do that against Roma because it's one of those sides. It's they they're just one of those sides that and they're very they can almost you know overperform when they are when things are going their way and they feel that like they got a chance and and I don't want to give Jose and Roma that, but no, I'm going to go with a three two as well. I'm with you on that. And as for Spezia, I'm thinking two nil, comfortable two nil. Not not nothing much, nothing dramatic, nothing nothing like that, nothing serious. You know, just just an easy walk in the park win against Spezia, uh, the way that it should be. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing the preview at the moment. Uh, man, uh, Spezia are have a leaky leaky defense. I think it's uh, it's probably going to be a bit more uh, than a two nil. I I go for 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 a nice whopping for four nil. I, I want that clean sheet. The clean sheet would be awesome against these lesser teams because yeah. we we won't have them against the big teams. I think Lautaro is going to blow everyone out of the water and get uh, and, uh, and get a hat trick, and I think uh, Deco will uh, find the find the back of the net too. Um, for sure, right? Um, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm something. What about you, Jake? What What do you think? Uh, I think it all depends on what sort of side he pulls out. I think that's the question. And I've been someone who's advocated quite heavily for a bit of rotation in games like this. I think. Uh, you know, if you're looking at trying to get a decent side to get it to play in Europe, you look at the recent fixture sort of schedule that's just passed, you know, must win games against Sheriff, Shakhtar, Milan, Napoli, Juventus, even not uh, too long ago. I think you've got to rest players for this game. I think it's perfect to play the likes of Ranocchia if possible. Uh, it might be a good game to get done free, so a little bit of confidence, uh, especially with Damian not played, it might be that it's enforced that he plays anyway. This is where Nandez would come in handy, by the way. Um, I think if I'm going to be pushed, 
Uh, I'd like to see Correa get a couple of goals. A really good opportunity for him if he can start the game. And I think Spezia will end up in the bottom three come the end of the season. Um, but Thiago Mata's manager, and I like him, so I feel a bit mean. But yeah, no, 4-0. Four 4-0. Nil, four nil. Mm, OK, then. That, that's how it is. Um, right, let's move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute, rip the piss out of and criticise someone or something heavily in the world of football, starting with the positivity, which we presented by Mr. Positivity, this week's Moratti, Mohamed Nasser. He's, he works a lot, he's intelligent, and he surprises uh, people sometimes with his uh, ideas. Not easy to find one person of this uh, qualities. Yeah, guys, uh, like it's, uh, it's been a while since I felt I need to call out uh, the manager, the coach. But uh, like we said, we've spoken about this all, all episode long, that uh, qualification from the group, the ability to win games that you really needed to win, the way he's growing with the team and in his ability to manage big games uh, as uh, evidence against Napoli. I think uh, this week's, uh, my, my Moratti of the week for this week is, uh, has got to be Simone Inzaghi. I think uh, I, I'm starting to feel joy every time I see his picture on, on the club social media. You know, I, I feel this compulsion to, to like and uh, any, any image with Inzaghi, his celebrations uh, after the goals. He's, uh, I'm, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm even more bought in than I was at the beginning of the season. I was pretty bought in then anyway. Well, I've I've felt that way for a long time. You know how much I love the guy, so I'm just happy that everyone else is seeing what I've what, what you know been on joining the train, the Simonet train or the Limone train, as 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 some have called it. Um, right, let's move on to something much more comical. This week's frog, which we presented by Mr. Jake Smalley. E clamoroso autogol di Ranocchia. I think this is quite a tough category, actually. It, it gets quite difficult some weeks trying to think of some sort of quite funny, uh, difficult stories that I've uh, stumbled across. Uh, I've tried to bypass Erling Haaland having his one-man war with some Wolfsburg fans. Uh, I've tried to sort of look past Davison's ridiculously weird jumping on the floor because that made me angry. And I'm not a fan of diving in football. So as a true British uh, man that I am, uh, as I'm sure people who listen to this podcast are workers, I do worry sometimes that my accent does uh, kind of ruin the aesthetic, especially when you have somebody as beautiful as Marco Palmieri on with his lovely Italian-Australian twang. Uh, but what encapsulates Northern British football uh, in this country, for those of you who listen abroad, is Mr Sean Dyche. So yesterday, with the game being called off, extreme weather conditions in the northwest of England yesterday caused the Burnley game at Spurs to be called off. And the reaction to this was Sean Dykes to walk onto the pitch, stand there in just his shirt, with his arms outstretched, laughing as loud as possible. So, for me, that totally encapsulates what it means to live in my part of the country uh, <laughs> and how we laugh at the elements. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. Right, let's move on to something much more negative this week's Moji, which we presented by myself. <laughs> So this week's Moji is none other than Moji's old club, Juventus. For once again, we can always count on them to drag the Italian football through the mud by by not obeying the rules and the law. And this time they have everyone inflates player values, 
but no one does it at the level that Juventus have done it. And they've been doing it because they bought Cristiano Ronaldo, a player they couldn't afford. Um, as we've learned from the uh, phone uh, taps that the police have made of Paratici, Nedved and Agnelli, uh, this is the they're not going to get relegated there's no way they're going to get relegated there's not going to have any point deductions because uh, it 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 doesn't the, the law doesn't work like that you have to satisfy certain criteria in order to to reach um to be able to to warrant i mean them being relegated you have to show that they gained an an, an illegal sporting advantage from that and it's a very hard thing to do when they sent Joao Cancelo to Man City for Danilo and argued successfully that they gained a sporting advantage when doing that. They they absolutely cooked the books, but they but 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 to go from that to a sporting advantage, is, you know that, that that's that, that's a very stringent statute and law, and and I don't see that happening. But they will be fined, and I want and, and they you know they will be fined, and the people involved will probably get prosecuted and indicted and probably convicted, but then they will get a commuted sentence. Sentence, but let's not. But I mean, aside from that. Um, it's, it was so unnecessary. The, the way that they've, the way that they've completely made a mess of this, and and everyone again, they everyone inflates player values, and and to some extent that's allowed because we're not dealing with commodities, we're dealing with players, and and there's no really, there's nothing you know tangible to decide. At the end of the day, a player's worth what the selling club accepts. Uh, the uh, accepts for, for for an offer from the buying club so you know it's it's very tan it's not it's not a exact science but some of the things they've done is just absurd selling players that are hardly serious city chi uh, lega pro value level players for 10 50 you know for a total value of 20 30 million euros in plus valenza uh in capital gains and 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 it's so obvious and it's like uh you know once again, Juve. Juve doing Juve things. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, people hoping that Juve are going to get relegated or having point deductions, not going to happen. They're going to probably get a fine. And the three directors who kind of sanctioned this and did this, they will get personally indicted, most likely. And, and as I said, if they, if they get convicted because it's a white-collar crime, they'll probably get commuted sentences. Uh, and if not, they'll do the old uh, do the old Berlusconi, meaning they'll they'll appeal until the statute of limitations kicks in. And then that's that. Right, that's all we have time for this week. I'd like to thank Marco for coming on. I'd like to thank you, Mo, for being with me. It really is uh, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Uh, always great uh, talking and interview with you. Absolutely. And uh, I'd like to thank you, uh, Jake. No, thank you very much for having me, as always. It's been good to chat about Inter, actually, after a couple of weeks' uh, break. It, it seems a bit like a different Inter to when we last spoke about. We've, we've seen some really steely performances in different types of games. So uh, I'm feeling really positive and hopefully six more points this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's all we have time for this week. Uh, I'd like to, uh, until next week. Uh, take care of each other. Listen to your authorities. Stay safe. Uh, six points and sempre e solo forza. Inter.